Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in. On this episode, we're going to talk about younger kids' tantrums. Now, please know that some of this will apply to any age of your kids because the brain builds and then sort of rebuilds later in life. And so at times, teenagers and toddlers' brains really can mirror each other in in what that development is looking like. This specifically will be about young kids, toddlers, But anyways, um, I've been nervous to record this podcast, actually, because the hands down, the number one question I get regularly is some version of my kid throws this fit. How do I manage or stop it? And the truth is that you sort of do neither um, because they aren't developmentally there. Now, no one wants to hear that. Tired parents don't want to hear that. And so... It's a bit of an unpopular thing to say, and it and it brings a hopelessness with it. Now, I will give you hope. I once had a toddler, and the reactions, I don't even like the word tantrum, but the tantrums, the reactions, the emotional you know, discharge from this child, it was big. It was big. It was a lot. I was weary some days as I held space and, um, you know, waited for all the all the modeling that I had been showing in proper emotional regulation, waited for that to to kick in, you know, for there to be learning from that, which actually brings me to my first point, which is we, I believe, oh, I'm even nervous to say it, I believe we have it wrong. We think that by 18, our kids should, should be grown. They're adults now. They should have it all right. And so as they approach that, 18th year, you know, 15, 16, 17, 18, we expect a certain maturity from them that just often isn't there and shouldn't be there as their brain continues to develop for about mid-20s. So I think we have that piece wrong, first of all. And then the second piece to piggyback on that is how many of us in our 30s, have awesome emotional regulation. I think we've forgotten that maturity and perspective and emotional regulation and mindfulness and controlling our thoughts is a lifelong journey. So we put a lot of pressure, heck of a lot of pressure on our teens and our kids to be at a place where they physiologically actually can't even be but also that we aren't at. I just think it's interesting that we do that. You should have known better. Should they have? Do you in every situation? So of course there are tools we can use throughout throughout the the never-ending days, if you will. Um, And I teach many of those in my parenting course. If you found my podcast at all helpful, you will find my parenting course life-changing. It's in the show notes. It's linked there. Or you can go to beholdtheconnection.podia.com. I have a payment plan, and I really couldn't recommend it enough. I usually do try to read a – maybe I should look one up quick – feedback. I try to read some feedback so that you know it's worth your investment. Let me, where's my most recent one? There it is. This is from Amy N. I cannot say enough what a life changer this parenting course is. My relationship with my children is a hundred times better and I'm showing up as the parent I knew I could be more often. I am more in control and I feel so supported. Thank you for this tool. Thank you, Amy. So, 
toddlers, tantrums, this whole thing. The truth of it is, is that we cannot force someone of any age to feel something that they don't. So we want to though, right? Like we want them to see, we want them to understand why they're acting ridiculous. But we, you really can't force anyone on this earth to see what they're not ready to see. So self-emotional regulation, it starts and is learned through co-regulation. Kids only are going to learn this through you or their caregiver, whoever's around them the bulk of the day. And we don't need to fix their feelings. We actually want them to feel them. We don't need to rush the fit. We want to because it's either embarrassing or it it dysregulates us. Now, that's the piece we want to fix. We don't want to be dysregulated from our kids' fits. Their fit is separate from us. We want to hold the space. What we fall into is wanting to end it, fix it, or this trap of too much teaching, Whereas we really can simply let the child's experience teach them. This isn't to say you never teach them, but they are learning things in that moment. I want to tie in horse training here. When you're training a young horse that has never been handled or doesn't know what to do, like it can get so messy. They might go on a little bucking spiel in the pen the first time you put the saddle on and turn them loose. They they might smack their head around when you first put that bridle on, but they can learn their lessons alone. I do this, in fact. I tack up the horse in a safe round pen and let them experience it separate from me. I'm outside of the pen watching. They can learn that lesson. I don't need to come in and teach in that moment. I can let them experience it. I can let that pony buck. The question we need to ask ourselves with our toddlers and young kids is why can't it be messy? Right? It doesn't always need fixing. In fact, what the behavior and brain development at that time needs is expressing. We simply need to contain it safely. That's our job at that young age. And same with the horse. I need a fence around the horse. We do need to contain it safely. Kids are actually pretty awesome because they want to express their emotion versus shove it down and store it in their bodies. This makes the adults around them uncomfortable because we've learned over time to not express. And now there's more, you know, adultish ways to express emotion and get it moved out of our bodies. But the kids aren't capable of that. And so they're doing what they're capable of doing and expressing it in loud and obnoxious ways. But thank heavens, they aren't shoving it down and storing it in their bodies. So a child's cognitive capabilities aren't developed yet. <laughs> so this is the time and age for that free emotion, the emotions that just pass through them by feeling them, by expressing them. They're processing of emotions is not sophisticated yet. They don't have the words to express themselves yet. It's just simply not what's available to them. And then we layer on judgment that they should be at a certain place because we've taught them, but it's still not available to them. Okay. Tantrums are actually really healthy. Isn't that interesting? It's really, really healthy. So we want to hold space. Now, let me teach you a little bit about mirror neurons. 
so backing up just a touch, when your child is in a, a large and loud emotional fit, they are in a stress response and they're firing on all sin- cylinders and you're wanting them to be logical and use self-reflection, which you know, adults struggle to do this, right? And that prefrontal cortex, which allows this, it is not developed until that mid-20s age. And so when you want your child to reason their way out of a fit or you're trying to reason with them, you're appealing to a part of their brain that actually isn't even fully functioning. Like you are wasting your breath. Um, The the intensity of the feelings the child's having and their ability to organize it, like they can't organize it. Okay. So as they develop, it's like a pot of boiling water where the prefrontal cortex acts like the lid, but your child doesn't have a lid at their age, right? It can't be contained. So it's going to boil over. That's a meltdown. That's a tantrum. So before you hop in there and manage or try to change them, which first of all, we just need to allow the expression. We need to keep them safe, but there's nothing wrong with the fit. There just really isn't. That mindset shift will change everything for you. If you can imagine it as them purging energy that needs out. I like to actually, when the kids were little, I would, I would stand there and watch it or sit next to them. And I would picture my heart just pouring out of my chest into them. I I would allow them, I would try to allow them anyways, to go to their dark places and sweep out their cobwebs. That's an incredible gift we can offer other people. Instead of trying to stop their emotional response, it's holding space. It's therapy. It's it's the messaging that most of us didn't get. And we as adults need to reframe our minds that meltdowns, tantrums, fits, big emotions are a failure. I mean, it's not, right? So let the wave of emotion purge and ride out. And then you can connect with the child after. Keep it short. You just want to validate the feeling. Wow, you really wanted X, Y, and Z. Okay. Now that may bring more emotions, but good. That's someone having a voice. That is that is emotion not getting stuck in the body as disease. So We need to manage our own emotions. We need to stay calm. That's the piece number one. I teach it in the parenting course. I don't know if I talked about my parenting course on this. I can't remember. Beholdtheconnection.podia.com. It's going to teach you so much about this. And um, But the whining, it can grate, right? Like we know that. We're like, oh, more whining. Globally, we know that toddlers and preschoolers whine. I want you to know that there are studies all over that show that toddlers and preschools, glo- preschoolers globally whine. Nothing has gone wrong with yours. Okay. This is what happens. This is what they do. And we need to slow it all down and decrease the drama around it. When we respond to them, it's just these short sentences. Ah, you didn't like that. Or, oh, you wish we could go. But to be able to respond to that, we need to manage our own emotions and we need to de-escalate our own frustration. What works best for me in in this scenario is breathing, sometimes closing my eyes and breathing deep, deep, deep breaths, reminding myself nothing's gone wrong. There is no panic. There's only a panic if your child's in, in danger's way. And of course, we need to provide that safe place for the tantrum. But I've sat down. In, in the aisle of a store next to my child while they tantrumed and I deep breathed 
deep breath, deep breath. I breathed and I allowed it to happen. I made sure they were safe and I took some breaths and I really didn't worry about who was watching because it was a purge of energy. It means nothing about my child and it means nothing about me. Looks like a normal kid. So mirror neurons, um, the research on mirror neurons in children is is almost none, but we are learning more about mirror neurons in adults. And really, these are brain cells that fire in response to your own or other people's behaviors. So if you watch someone lift weights, it activates similar brain regions in yourself. And so we have found that there's mirror neurons in not only the motor areas of the brain, but also in the parts of the brain that deal with feelings, emotions. And so when you observe someone feeling happy, that same part of your brain will light up when you observe that, that happiness, that good feeling. And so we can use that to our advantage of affecting our kids. So once we've calmed ourselves and we're regulated and we realize that nothing's gone wrong, that's one of my favorite sentences, nothing's gone wrong. This kid is meant to purge this emotion. Um. Once we've told our own amygdala, like, hey, there's no danger, no alarm, let's calm down. We can start holding that space for our child. And I think this is one of the most effective things. Now, we have to do this for years. I feel like many of us got into parenting thinking it was was more like training a dog, you know, and in a year they were trained. This is a long go, okay? You're not going to see the results of this effort with your young kids for years, but it does build up. So eye contact, soothing voice, validating their feelings. When you're holding that space for them, their mirror neurons are most likely going to mirror what you're giving them. And that's why things get so de-escalated and crazy when we react too. You just have two people mirroring each other in a tantrum. And so you can... Bring the calm to the chaos. This takes a tremendous amount of work. Please know that it does. But the most effective way to long-term help our kids is to allow the emotion and hold the space, showing them what mature emotion looks like. There really is no way to bully or, or discipline meltdowns out of kids. We think that that should happen because we think the meltdowns are wrong. We've heard that for years. Um, We've judged other women or parents for their kids melting down. But we need to remember that this is normal. This is brain development. They're actually not capable of much more than that. It's a stress response. What do we do when someone's stressed? We swoop in with the calm. They're allowed to be sad that they don't get ice cream that day. They're allowed to be sad that you're allowed to be sad over the things in your life that are disappointing to you as well. You know, you have an adult brain and so you can logic and reason your way out of it or think of a time in the future where you might be able to get that thing that you really are sad about. Kids don't have that. And so they just need to purge the disappointment, the anger, the frustration. Let them purge it. What's the alternative? Storing it in their bodies? So it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of regulation. It takes a lot. Um, When we're parenting these young ones, 
we're holding space for them is what we're doing. And this isn't something that's talked about a lot. And parents are always looking for strategies of how to get their kids to change at these ages. But I offer to you that you can hold your boundaries and you can be consistent. And that doesn't mean they need to get the ice cream just because there was a meltdown. You can hold all of those parenting um, vibes or boundaries, but you can also allow for your child's disappointment within that boundary. Like both things can exist. And it's very compassionate to do that. It lets the child work through it and gain that emotional maturity. I hope that helps. Please screenshot if it helped you in any way and share with others so they can find my podcast. Thanks for listening.